Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone I'm gonna make this place your home. Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin. Yeah, good morning, Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. We have a special guest in studio as well, Mike McNeil, sales representative with the Golfie team. Find Rob online, find his team online as well, robgolfie.com, 905-575-7700. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. Check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page as well. Gentlemen, good morning. Good, good morning. morning. Well, we have a list of listener questions. Great to see uh, the uh, listeners and the uh, people who uh, you know follow this show uh, week in and week out kind of respond and ask some pertinent questions. We're going to get to a litany of questions um, regarding real estate here on the show. Uh, this one will start off with uh, an email from Phil. Who uh, and I have the answer to this question, so you guys can just uh, hang tight because he's asking a non-real estate question. Yeah. His yeah. his question is: Love listening to your show every Saturday morning on CHML. I have a non-real estate question, if you don't mind. What is the name of the song and artist that intros your show? I really like that song, and I'm sure many listeners feel the same way. If you can mention it at the beginning of your show on Saturday, and here we're doing it, uh, that would be great. Thanks for keeping us educated on the many facets of real estate. Keep up the good work. Phil in Hamilton. So the answer is uh, the name of the song is called Home and it's by Philip Phillips. Uh, Philip LaDon Phillips Jr. is his full name. He's an American singer, songwriter, and musician who won the 11th season of American Idol back in 2012. Uh, and uh, of course, um, a very popular song, not only amongst uh, real estates, but the general public uh, as well. Uh, all right, now to a, uh, a serious uh, question, and, and from here on in, it'll be you know non-musical questions. Uh, this one is uh, from Mary in Stony Creek. If I'm listing in the mm-hmm. winter, should I take photos of summer of her property? Absolutely. Yes, um, we're we're doing a lot of that now, mm-hmm. um, and um, what we're doing is especially we're taking uh, drone pictures and outdoor pictures. We've okay. done some on Grant. We got some in Dundas. So we will keep the the pictures on file so that people can actually see what this house looks like mm-hmm. in the uh, summertime with all the foliage and everything out, the flowers yeah. and everything. It's always good to have that. So if you're thinking of putting your house up for sale, uh, get get photographs done and uh, and then and then you know put them aside because the the hardest thing to do is is if you have a pool mm-hmm. and uh, and and you put your house on the market in the wintertime, and then you're looking for your pool pictures, and every one of the pool pictures has your kids, <laughs> your friends, you know, and your family in <laughs> right, them. Right. You want ones with no uh, nobody in the pictures. Yeah. So, so it's uh, it's probably a little late now, that, uh, or maybe not. Um, if you got any pool pictures, uh, yeah. uh, take take pool pictures uh, before you close the pool, um, and uh, and get them on file so that uh, when you put your house up on the market. Um, you know, people can see what mm-hmm. the, the pool looks like, and, and, it, and it, you know, it gives a really good perspective of your backyard. Regarding the pool, is that something that uh, you know, if, if you're purchasing a home, they have a pool, you can't quite inspect it, um, and obviously there's a trust factor there. Can you put that in conditions? You know, i.e., the next summer round, you go to that pool, and yeah, they, you know, it's not a, a livable or, or a usable pool. Can you put something in there? 
Yeah, yeah. You can put a condition in uh, that the pool be in good working order on, okay. on closing day, or you could also, if you're doing a later closing, you could also ask that the pool be open and working on right. closing day. You could also request a holdback of say two thousand mm. uh, dollars. So when they open the pool, everything's working. If it's not, say they needs a new liner, then that two thousand dollar holdback would go towards right. uh, to, towards getting a new liner. Okay, but it's all having the right agent making the right. Conditions in the offer yeah. is what it's all about. Yeah, you, you, you put in a, a set date by this date. So let's say the deal closes in... Um, so it's February. February. Right? And you tell them by May 24, um, that's the last day you can make a claim for right. anything. Yeah. So if they don't, you know... So it just gives time for, uh, you know, because mo- mostly people open up their pools on the long weekend mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the... the uh, May 2-4. May 2-4 yep. weekend, yeah. Uh, next question, should I buy or sell first? I'm sure all homeowners, when they're selling their home, uh, is asking themselves yeah. this question. Well, the, the market's fast, mm-hmm. um, so there's there's two ways about it. If you sell first, um, hopefully, you know, if you get a long enough closing, you'll find the house that you want. Right. Because um, if you buy first, um, then you know exactly what you got, and then you could put your house up for sale. Mm-hmm. But- there is a high probability if you buy first, you have to, you know, buy with. Um, uh, maybe you can put in the condition of selling your property, but then you have a high probability of of getting bumped on that deal. Right. So chances are you may have to go in firm, buying first, and then you know, and have uh, and then put up your house for sale. And uh, and a lot of people are doing that. The market's fast. It's good as long as as the homeowner knows. Uh, from their agent that uh, this is what the value of your property is. And, mm-hmm. I, and I can tell you a story on, on that. So this is a story where uh, uh, another agent uh, went in uh, from out of town and gave uh, a value of uh, to list the house at uh, 589.9. Okay. And uh, so I went in there and uh, and I, I, I didn't, that number does I didn't see any comparables to that. The co- closest comparable was in the high fours. Hmm. My suggested list price was five hundred thousand. So we're we're like eighty ninety thousand dollars right. apart. And I just I didn't even want the listing because she uh, she th- this lady had that number in her mind. Right. And and I didn't want to be the but she did know my my valuation was low. And uh, so anyway, um, she was looking at houses and she found one. Um, and there was three offers on it. What, hers was one of the three. So uh, she bought firm, um, and uh, and we said to her, "I go look, you know, like, y- you know, you, we, my valuation was five hundred. Mm-hmm. She goes, "No, no, but the market's good. All you know." So we listed at the at the five eighty nine nine because of what the other agent said. Right. And this is how the contamination happens. So everybody <laughs> remembers the high price. Nobody ever remembers the real price. Yeah. So uh, we put it at uh, we we did put the house at five eighty nine nine because that's what another agent said. Right. We gave her the benefit of the doubt. Right. Uh, nothing was happening, um, and uh, n- not even any showing. So so then we dropped it, and I, I think we dropped it down to like five seventy. Nothing was happening, and th- now n- again few showings, but nothing. Mm-hmm. So we get it down to five fifty, and and I, and I said to her, I go look, you know the price that I suggested. And, uh, and I like you're, you're, and now she's like scared. Right. She's scared because now she's got two houses. Yeah. And she closed, and she's, and the closing's coming up on this other house. 
And she goes, Rob, what's it going to take to sell this house? I said, <laughs> well, <laughs> remember the first time we talked? I said, 500, 500,000, your house will sell. Yeah. So, um, so she, uh, I said, think about it, talk to your brother and everything. So she did eventually drop the price uh, to 500,000 and she got 500,000 for mm. her house. Um, it, chances are, if she listed at 500 from the beginning, there's probably a high probability, and it's hard to tell. We can't tell. I mean, once it's, once it's done, it's done. Yeah. She probably would have got maybe more than uh, 500000 for that. Wow. But that's just the story that I'm sure a lot of agents go through. So um, you got to be careful. You know, Get the right evaluation before you put uh, a firm offer on something because that's how you're basing your, your equity and your down payment sure. and your mortgage. So, um, so just be careful who you ask for evaluation because that can cost you thousands of dollars by asking the wrong person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the power of persuasion is pretty, you know, hard when you know one real estate agent is telling you, "Hey, you can get upwards of you know five eighty nine in this case," yeah. uh, and then you have that number stuck in your mind, right? As yeah, a homeowner, well, you think well, that's exactly. what your house is worth. And I have no problem putting the house for sale at that number. Yeah, it's just that I just don't want them to, you know, if. Worst case scenario, it doesn't happen. This is the number where it shows. Yeah. There was not one house with near or close that came close to, to six eight five eighty nine. Mm-hmm. And so it just you know what I mean. It's it, so now this person bought this other place based on getting something over five fifty five seventy right. and. And uh, and it didn't happen. Well, yeah. regarding that, when when someone asks you, "Hey, Rob, come over to my house," uh, you know, I want to put it up for sale. Uh, you're going to have you know a price in mind, obviously, when you see the home. But do you do research beforehand or afterwards? You go to see the home, then you do some research and go back to the client and say, "Hey, it's worth this much," or do you research and then, after visiting the home, you'll have an answer right away? Uh, or does it work both both ways? Yeah, yeah, it works both. It works both ways for sure. Uh, what I do is I I I do research beforehand. Right. So I do a few hours research. What's selling in the area? What the home was purchased for? Uh, what what the what the seller purchased the home for? Mm-hmm. What the um, what the taxes are? What the assessment is? Um, what what's going on in the market in that area? So we yeah. look at the statistics on the board for that area for the last four months mm-hmm. and see and see compared to other areas in the city how 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 much the price is going up. Right. And then usually I have a range before I go into the house of about. Thirty to forty thousand dollars. Okay, so it's either going to be three twenty nine or three sixty nine. Right, right. Three sixty nine at the top end, three twenty nine at the right. low end. Sometimes I'm surprised. You get in, you go, wow. Yeah. And, and then that number's just blown out of mm-hmm. the water. But mm-hmm. but but you but you we know with experience yeah. what it's going to sell for. Yeah. It's, it's just we're experienced. We do this all the time. So so we wander into a house and and if it's beyond our expectations, then it's going to be a higher mm-hmm. higher number. So what triggers that? I know as as people who go to open houses or or, or is in search of a home, they'll have uh, a certain wow factor. You guys have seen yeah. you know hundreds of homes, thousands of homes. What's the wow factor for you? What what takes uh, a number from one point to another? Um, it could be um, kitchen floors, yeah. bathrooms. Sometimes when uh, you know, when we're doing our research, and I always bring my laptop with me because there's always things that come up unexpectedly. And everybody always says, oh, what, what, what about the house down the street? So right. I have access to all the information, and mm-hmm. I can show them sometimes inside the house uh, of the neighbor's property that's sold. Um, but, uh, yeah, like when you walk in and everything's done right, like just it's like – and that's what people are looking for. They mm-hmm. want something they can just move into – um, yeah. and, and that, and that adds a lot of value because people will pay for that. Yeah. So, you know, if you're looking at a house, let's say we, I, we, we evaluated a house yesterday 
uh, Jennifer on the team. So we went in. It, it, it's a little bit rough. Um, we could put it at three hundred and forty thousand dollars, but I, I I think it'll it'll sit and, and we'll get low offers. Mm. We said, why don't you put it at three hundred? Okay, and you'll probably get three forty. Yeah, because it's at that par- price point. I mean, we know Hamilton's booming. It's a great area of town on Kensington mm-hmm. Avenue. Um, it, it just it, the house does need a lot of work. It's been it's been neglected, um, but. The thing is, um, it's it's pricing it. So if you want more above market value, list it under market value. It, but if you list it at mar- at market value, then sometimes it may sit. It's just it's a funny market how this is working out. Yeah, yeah. And we're we've been doing we we've been in this market for so long. If the market changes, we won't know how to deal with it. It'll take us uh, you know time. But but it just uh, again you just don't you just don't know. But pricing is important. We we know what the public wants because we deal with the public. Right. We deal with the, um, the, the the buyers that are out there. Did you want to say something? Mike? Yeah. The wow but, factor is, is as Rob said, everything's done. Yeah. Like everything. Yeah. When you walk, when you walk up, the landscaping's beautiful. Mm-hmm. When you walk inside, you open the door, everything, there's no clutter. Everything's in its place. It's like a H, uh, the home and garden television mm-hmm. show. Right, right, right. You, know, you walk in, it's all been staged. But, yeah. but people actually, you know, a lot of people live like that. <laughs> 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 it's, it's beautiful and clean and pristine. Yeah. And generally, when I get into a house, I, I start gushing. I go, oh, it's so beautiful. I can't believe it. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Sometimes I go in the bathroom. Do you guys use this bathroom? <laughs> I, know, I, know the, I know the house the, the house we just listed and sold on Sharon. She, she brought me into the bathroom and had a glass shower door. And I said, I said nobody uses this bathroom. It's, it's the, the cleanest thing. It was, just pristine, it was yeah. like the glass was just brand new. She goes, no, no, she, and there's four people in the house. Wow. They, yeah. they use that. Good bathroom. for them. It's yeah. just pristine. But she, but they got they got very very good money for yeah. the house because you know they it, kept show, it, clean, it showed they well. Took care of it. it showed yeah. well. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. huge. Well, if it's blown you guys away, then it'll certainly yeah. blow uh, yeah. the, buyer you know, the buyer away. away. That's for sure. Uh, still to come, we're going to talk about uh, hiring a local agent versus uh, a friend from out of town. We'll get into that when we come back here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samperin in studio with Rob Golfie, sales representative with REMAX Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Our in-studio guest today, Mike McNeil, sales representative with the Golfie team. Call them today, 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website, RobGolfie.com. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram, and check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page. It is uh, something to behold. I, I love the drone videos. It's probably my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, listener questions uh, are topic today. A bunch of listeners have uh, emailed the questions, and uh, you can do so as well. Questions at robgolfie.com. Questions at robgolfie.com, and we will get to them in a future episode, just like today's. So Rochelle from Hamilton, or it could be Rachel, um, emails, should we use a local agent to list our home or our friend from out of town? That's a great question. Mike, you want to? That's a great question. Yeah, we'll both answer it. Well, the friend from out of town, um, the the out of town part of the question is is they probably don't know what's happening in the market. Mm-hmm. They 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 could drastically drastically undersell your house, or they could drastically oversell your not oversell but overprice. Overprice your house. it, yeah. 
uh, you know, Hamilton is a little quirky now with the in terms of selling, and it, it, it's basically a lower price gets you a higher price. Mm-hmm. But you have to know exactly where that sweet spot is of 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 where that lower price is because you could go too low. Yeah, if you're if you're ninety thousand too low, you're probably not going to get that ninety thousand. Right, and you're more. losing thousands of dollars, and, and then yeah. you're and then you're losing thousands of dollars. And the part about the friend is you should never use your friend. <laughs> Ever <laughs> they mean well, friend. but... Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, they mean well, but there's an emotional attachment right. because they're your friend. They want to do they want to do everything so well for you that they do it too well, and, <laughs> and, and, and then they'll most likely overprice it. Yeah. And then they won't give you the right advice. And then when it comes t- time to an offer, they're emotionally involved, and emotions and, and an offer presentation don't go well right. at all. Right. I, actually, my when my brother sold his house, I I, re, I didn't do it myself. I referred it to Rob, hmm. and I wasn't even working with Rob. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I referred it to his company, and my say my father in law sold his house. I referred it to a whole another company. Yeah, it's 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 doing the best thing for them, and 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 when it comes, so if you if you've hired your friend and you have a falling out and things mm-hmm. aren't working out, it's pretty hard to hire your friend, right? And then you're going to lose a friendship. Yeah, you know, yeah, which may be important to yeah. you. But the other the other thing also is that the local agent knows more about different neighborhoods and streets. Right. For instance, uh, you know, just I've been watching uh, Breaking Bad, so... <laughs> <laughs> Catching up, eh? The, the, met lab, uh, the meth lab, the meth this lab, guys. Yeah. But, but remember, like, some of the streets, like, like Mike is like, like... Remember we were saying Mike's our encyclopedia for, yeah, for yeah, Hamilton? Yeah. So Mike, like, not that he, he hangs out with these guys, but he just knows... Like William Street, streets, yeah, yeah. Streets. like streets that there's a lot of uh, drug activity mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. Um, a not a town agent, uh, either work, represent the buyer or seller, may not know that. And like it, like for instance, William Street prices yeah, go up and they go down. They, they go up. Yeah, the prices go up. The prices go up. An out of town agent sells one, the and then the, and then the local <laughs> agent <laughs> lists it. And then, and then when the person has to get out of there, they get the local agent. Yeah. And, I, and I, I had that exact same same oh. thing happen. Wow. And, and I, I felt terrible. I mean, they moved in there with a couple of kids, and they had a crack house right next door. Wow! You know, yeah. and they and, and they they moved in. They they put money into the house, and they had to get out. And uh, I think they lost about twenty thousand yeah. dollars. Wow! Yeah, they yeah. lost. They lost. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember that. that yeah, was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and I think the I think because they moved into this neighborhood, um, I think the wife ended up. Getting on crack because she was around neighbors really? that were on, on crack. Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The husband said that the uh, you know the wife started inviting people over from oh the neighborhood, and then it turned into a party house. And Rob and I went to see the house, and it was destroyed on the wow. inside. Wow, yeah, terribly, yeah, terribly. Yeah, yeah, nice yeah, family destroyed yeah, just because yeah. somebody moved them into this yeah. this street. Holy cow! Yeah. Okay, let's move on to uh, Ruby from Hamilton. Can we stay in the home during showings, and can we talk to the buyers directly? Absolutely not. You should. You should. That's you a no go. No, you should leave for all showings. You should. You know, you can be there when the agent shows up. Let them in and just yeah. say, "I'm going to go for a walk," and you know, just tell them to close or lock lock, lock the door behind them. Uh, but you absolutely don't want to talk to the buyers. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's um, you could hurt your sale. And and I and I've got a good story on this. But the longer the person that's going through the house stays there, the chances are they're very interested. Hmm. We had uh, a client one time. Um, actually negotiate with the buyer, and they actually negotiated themselves probably out of maybe five to eight thousand dollars wow. off the price. They realized that after, and uh, but there's nothing you can do. They 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 thought they knew more than we did, yeah. And they realized they made a huge mistake. There's nothing they can do about it. And and I said to them, I said, you guys you guys threw money away, and uh, 
uh, it just it, it was an argument between the husband and wife after mm. I mean they weren't separating or anything like that it's just he just felt that he knew more and 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 wow. it, it ended up costing them uh, a lot of money that they yeah. could have gotten more in their pocket Aaron from Grimsby asks uh, what is the difference between assessed value and market value well assessed assessed value is the value that the that the municipality puts on for tax purposes and that's generally that that's done now for five years mm-hmm. so so people would be getting their tax bills now in Hamilton yep. and they'll they'll give a value five years down the road right so this so, is the impact assessment. Yeah, the yeah. impact assessment. So, so if you get the impact assessment now, it says your house is worth two forty. It's worth two forty five years down the road. Right. It's going to go up in increments every year until it reaches the two forty. Yeah. Mar- market value is what we is what we we work on. What's happening in the market today? Mm-hmm. What houses are selling? We, for we don't market. even look at the uh, assessed value. Yeah, yeah. We don't like if agents are looking at the assessed value. They're 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 not. They don't know how. To, <laughs> they're yeah. losing thousands. Yeah. They're so, not, no, I'm not sure how they're still do, in business. But yeah. some of them do. It's yeah. amazing. Really? It's amazing. Yeah. There's wow. so many agents out there. Yeah. They don't know how to uh, evaluate homes. Yeah, and uh, and like I mean, we've been doing it. Mike and I've been doing this for uh, many years, and and we've done hundreds and hundreds of evaluations, and you become. Um, so what we have to do is not only just ass- like evaluate based on what other ones sold for, but now we're evaluating on time of the year. Okay, right? How many how many homes are for sale in that price range at that time at this moment right now? Mm-hmm. And then we try to push the market because we want to get good money for our clients. So we try to push the market higher without not getting any showings. You know, like we don't want to hurt the sh- yeah. the listing. But like it's it's all trying to figure out what a willing buyer is willing to pay, and that's right, the important right. part. So, um, but assess value. I mean, my assess value because I, when I sold my house, my assess value was was low for my house because I was in my house was probably the more expensive one in the neighborhood. So that's how my assess value was lower. Mm-hmm. But it, like in a cookie cut neighborhoods, um, the, the assess values are are almost pretty close to what yeah. what it is. But but when it's a a, a, mi- a mixed bag of uh, peanuts and Cashew, whatever. They, they, it's, but uh, um, then the assessed value can be off. So, but I never look at assessed value. Yeah, I never look at that. If, yeah. if agents are looking at that, they're, they're not, they don't know how to do their job. Yeah, houses, it you know, it depends on the area as well. Houses sell for more than they assess. Some right. sell for assessed. Some sell for a lot less than assessed. Yeah. In yeah. Ancaster, it's going to be more than assessed value for sure. Hamilton Mountain, now it's more than assessed. Yeah. Email from, I think it's Wessam from Hamilton. Um, do we have to sign a long listing contract? Um, it depends on the market and depends okay. on the price. Um, what we do is, I, I, I mean, I remember, um, you know, um, especially the higher end properties and depend, you know, like there's one on Dickinson Road. We went to go um, um, see the people and um, they, um, we evaluated it somewhere between 1.2 and 1.4 million dollars, um, large property, and they they were looking more like uh, you know 1.9, 1.8. Wow, and, so a big gap. It, there, there's a big difference there, in that price range, especially in that price range, people will come in uh, one or two hundred thousand dollars less than the asking price to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. But um, so something like that, I probably would ask for something at least a, a six months to a year contract because I'm going to invest a lot of money into it. Sure. But uh, on a normal, you know, like if they go by, um, like on the higher end, I'd probably go with a six month, if a six month contract, if they went uh, with the um, price that I suggested. Now on like the medium price, let's say you know three to four five hundred thousand, um, and they and 
they go with the suggested price, I'd probably just sign a three-month contract. Okay. That's it. Uh, but but prior to this um, boom, like with the real estate, we were signing six month contracts. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't even want because it was taking that long. Yeah, to sell. and yeah. I don't even yeah. I don't even want the contract. I don't even want the listing if it hasn't sold in three months. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like now you just it's just it's just dragging on. Like, yeah. yeah, like this market is good. If your house is not selling in this market, you're overpriced. Right. Yeah. Because of the hot market here in Hamilton, uh, have have any clients asked for one month contracts or you know eight week contracts? Yeah. Yeah. I have, and I did that one time, and I regretted doing it. Why? Um, years ago, I had one guy. He's just a, a, a difficult guy to deal with. Hmm. Uh, he only wanted a 30-day contract. And it, sometimes it takes two to three weeks for the momentum to get going right. on, on a yeah. listing. And, and it wasn't like a market like this. So I gave him the 30-day uh, contract uh, you know, against my good judgment. And uh, he did sell it, but he sold it because the marketing that I brought to it after the 30 days. And and then this guy, I bumped into him. You could tell he felt guilty because <laughs> you could tell. Years later, years later, we're talking probably eight years later, yeah. um, he goes, Rob, I, he goes, um, I want to make good good to you because... <laughs> wow, he's been thinking about it for eight well, years. Well, you know why? Because, yeah, exactly, because I worked hard for this yeah, guy. Yeah. And he sold this property because of my marketing and, and, and everything I did for him yeah. and and I didn't I didn't benefit from it so it, he there was a guilt there and uh, but he did apologize and he made he did make it up to me but but there you go I'll never do it and I and I regretted doing it at that time and mm-hmm. I, I never did it again and I will never do it in the wow. future yeah. Mike has anybody asked you for a short shorter term contract uh no no, no. Typically, my I do like Rob said. Now it's a three a three month contract, yeah. and 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 people don't really quibble about that. The question they ask is, how long is it going to take to sell? Right. You know, yeah. given the market, if they if they if they go with our pricing and our marketing strategy, it's going to be sold fairly quick. But we yeah. do, but we don't know. We still require a three a three month co- contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So we've got like Christmas and coming up. So d- December and mm-hmm. January are a little slower. slower. Yeah. So now, if 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 I was listing a house first uh, of November. I'd probably ask maybe for a five-month contract. Just, just to get because, you through that slow. Well, yeah, yeah, because you got two months there that uh, you may not get anything. And then all of a sudden, if your contract runs out at the end of January and then somebody else lists it at the 1st of February and sells it, you just, you basically shortchange yourself. So mm-hmm. uh, we, I, I, that, that's a consideration that I tell my clients that, you know, uh, those two months, we don't know what could happen. It could sell, but it just we, we prefer – not to count those as months yeah. in our contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Odds are uh, the home is going to sell within three months. If it doesn't, um, does uh, how, how does that work? I mean, do they just go to somewhere else? Do you kind of renegotiate a new three month deal? Or yeah, yeah. You know what? Most people, if, you know, if, if your service level is good and you've been in touch with them, you know, letting them know the feedback and everything, um, then uh, you know they'll, they'll, they sh- they will renew with you um, as long as you're in touch with them, like. For instance, um, I've got a, um, yeah, it just, uh, it, you know, you don't want, if it goes longer than three months, mm-hmm. it's it, obviously it, an issue. It, it just becomes a, a sore, uh, like a, a sore tooth for right. a longer term. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, uh, like, it's it's frustrating selling a home. Like, it, uh, it, it's, 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 it's stressful. It's mm-hmm. stressful because you got to keep the house clean. You, you got to go out for dinners all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's everything. Yeah. And, and, you know, what do people say, you know, and, you know, what are the, you know, why are they saying this? And, you know, it just, it's tough. So yeah. three months and then by the three months, you know, hopefully they understand that if your house hasn't sold in three months, 
it, it is a price issue. Right. Yeah. And some of the feedback can be, as a homeowner, probably hard to take at times, right? Yep. You know, hey, you know, this family once again or, yeah, or another family is. doesn't like the yeah, house or, or whatever, yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah, your house smells like cat pee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that a common complaint? Uh, yeah, that's a complaint. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah wow. You get, get the smells, strong, strong odors or smells yeah. Yeah. Are, are probably, I would think, the number one complaint. Really, eh? Yeah. More so, so than just the look or even the price of the house. Yeah. No, I I, I did an open house once and before the, before the home seller left, they sprayed in this one room. They sprayed uh, Febreze or something, right, right, right. Or the Lysol, the Lysol, okay. and it w- they sprayed a lot. And I don't know why they did it, <laughs> but everybody who went into that room said, "What's going on? Is there is there water damage in that room? Because it was right. a grade level. It was a back split. Was there water damage? Are they trying to hide something? They're, right, right, right." I said, "No. I said they just sprayed the you know the Lysol for some for some reason, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, that strong smell was turning everybody off. Wow. And that's the only that's the only comment I got during the entire open yeah. house was what's that smell? There's something wrong. There's something going. Yeah. You're trying to yeah. hide if something. You're trying to hide something. Trying to hide something's something. up. Yeah. 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 Trying to hide something, then people will stay clear away from oh, exactly. that. Yeah. 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 Well, with a purchase like that, any red flag is going to oh, make yeah. it back up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, do people still bake? Cookies and bread yep. and yeah. stuff. Yeah, we yeah. tell them. To yeah. That's the way yeah. to go. It, I'm it, telling you, it, it, chop it, up an apple, put a little cinnamon on it, a little apple juice, throw it in the oven on 200 degrees. That's wow, all you have it to do. It's smells beautiful good. smell. Yeah, it smells good. good. Yeah. yeah, it does make a, you do get that loving feeling. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and you guys get hungry in the home. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. no <laughs> kidding. <laughs> uh, all right, here's uh, an email from uh, Corby from Binbrook who writes: uh, What happens if the appraisal comes in lower than what the buyers agreed to pay? Well, usually those are private deals. <laughs> those are the private deals. <laughs> um, well, if you are selling your house privately, um, the appra- the banks will ask for an appraisal to come through okay. because it's a private deal. Um, if it's through real estate, um, usually um, the banks will ask for uh, an appraisal f- uh, from an appraisal company, but they just do um, uh, over, over the uh, internet uh, type of an appraisal. So they don't well, physically go in they, the home. They, they may do a drive by. They just want to make sure yeah. you know they there's know a house there, right? there. There's a house there. <laughs> Still stand, hasn't burned down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and they and it looks like it's been selling. Uh, you know what what the average market is okay. been selling in that neighborhood. But uh, you, but now I mean because the market has been increasing so much, they're yeah. not they're 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 yeah. they're, they're uh, letting things go pretty mm. easily. Like the appraisal, they say, well, your house is worth what a willing buyer is willing to pay. So if this buyer is willing to pay. You know, uh, you know, three hundred fifty thousand for this house, even though it was listed at you know three hundred and ten. Uh, obviously, the value is there because right. you know there there must have been multiple offers on it. Yeah, t- yeah. Typically, yeah. the appraiser will call the listing agent and say, "How much did the house sell for?" Yeah, and then how many offers were there? Yeah, right. And yeah. that and that gives and them. And they'll an go idea. from there. And then they'll go from there. It gives yeah. them an idea yeah. like yeah. what the market's like. I had one years ago when the market was balanced and everything, and uh, the uh, the townhouse. Was uh, it, um, we're talking many many years ago, uh, uh, fifteen to eighteen year, uh, years ago. Um, it was a townhouse. I was selling for um, I think it was ninety five thousand, and last one sold for ninety. The uh, bank wanted them to put the extra five thousand because it sold for five thousand dollars more. So so if they were going in with five percent down, mm-hmm. they had to come up with an additional five. Thousand. Wow. That was that was when there was a balanced yeah. market. That we were just coming out of the. Um, that was like the probably like 2000, 1999 and okay. stuff like yeah. that. All right. Still to come, more emails from uh, you, the listeners, and if you uh, have a question as well, email your question to questions at robgolfie.com, and we'll answer it on next week's show. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM nine hundred CHML. Our house is a very 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 fine house. 
Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Golfi, sales representative with REMAX Escarpment Realty, the Golfi team. Our special in-studio guest this morning is Mike McNeil, sales representative with the Golfi team. Call them today at 905-575-7700. RobGolfi.com is the website. Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. At Rob Golfi on Instagram and Twitter. And check out the Rob Golfi Facebook page. We're answering listener questions today. If you have a question, we'll get to it on a future program. Email questions at robgolfie.com. Here is an email from Angie from Hamilton who writes, what is the importance in signing a buyer's representation agreement? Go ahead, Mike. Maybe we'll start off with what is a buyer's representation agreement? <laughs> <laughs> a buyer's rep- representation agreement is a contract Okay. Between between the buyer and the and the real estate company. Right. Same thing if they were listing a house. Yeah, the same. Yeah, the same. It's right. a, it's. I mean, it's a. Con- it boils down to it, it's a contract. Okay. And it's and it spells it spells out what the duties of, of of the realtor are to the buyer, and what the obligations are of the buyer to the uh, to the to the real estate to the real estate company. Okay. It typically runs for a time frame of three months. And you have you would put what type of house you're looking for and geographic area. Hmm. So you could say I'm looking for a house in Hamilton, up to four hundred thousand, mm-hmm. and 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 by signing that contract, that company now has a fiduciary duty to you, the buyer. Okay, uh, they have they have a legal obligation. Right. Um, signing the buyer agency agreement um, uh, and now means the company's working for you. Okay, so yeah. it's important to do that because you Very want important. you know you don't yeah. want any gray area in that. No, no, no. exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. there there was one. I remember one time we had a a, a lady uh, calling us, and they uh, did not want to be into this agreement with this other agent from another company, and uh, and and I and I said, well, you know, you have to talk to your agent and you know find a way to out of out of this buyer contract. So right. we took a look at it, and it said. Uh, 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 demographic area was Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, Basically, he covered himself. Holy cow! But I, 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 I would assume in in court that <laughs> wouldn't stand. That, that wouldn't yeah. stand. Yeah, you have to be very specific. Yeah. yeah. So like yeah. Uh, you know, like if somebody's looking for you know, let's say a back split in you know, sometimes you could put Hamilton, uh, Stony Creek, or mm. Hamilton Wentworth. Um, you know, it, it, it. But Ontario or Southern, you know, or in, or sometimes people list everything. Because it, it's not right. It, yeah. it should just be exactly what what uh, you know the area that you're looking for. Uh, can you put multiple cities on there? I.e., yeah. yes. Uh, yes. Golden Horseshoe might be a little too broad, but it you is. know Hamilton, Burlington, Hamilton, Oakville, Burlington, or Niagara. Yeah, yeah. you name all the yeah. all the cities and towns. Yeah. Abs- absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, if you do, you need this agreement. Is this an absolute must? Well, you know what, uh, there, you should. Um, but a lot of times, you know, agents will work with somebody first. Uh, the, the the consumer may want to work with somebody a little bit before they actually sign uh, an, an agreement because okay. they want because once you're signed with somebody you're stu- you're stuck with them if yeah. they're not good at finding you a house now you're stuck with them right. and you need to find a house so that could be a problem but uh, but sometimes uh, um, most good agents sometimes will uh, end up uh, working with somebody and then as they get comfortable they know this person's working really mm-hmm. on their best behalf. Then, then they, they'll come up and say, yeah, you know, I'm ready to sign that agreement. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's move on to uh, Luis 
uh, from Dundas. Uh, Do I get a better deal if I deal directly with a listing agent? No, no. <laughs> I don't know where people. I don't know if people found the book on this someplace, but it's not. You know, um, I don't is know. Is this happening a lot? Uh, it does happen. You know what? It happens with certain ethnic yeah. uh, uh, people. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, they think they're they're getting a better deal, and they're not. Hmm. Um, we find uh, um, that when uh, some when. The agents representing both parties. It depends. You're just, you've got a relationship with this seller, yeah. And then all of a sudden you meet this person that you know for that wants to see this house, and and he only wants to deal with you because you have the the listing. Um, a lot of it, you know what they're they end up paying more for the house. I'm, I'm sorry, right. but they end up paying more. And I I looked online years ago one time and to see uh, if people that used the same agent that had it listed versus people that didn't. The average sale price was a lot higher than it was when they used an independent mm-hmm. agent that didn't have that listing. Really? So, um, you know, Mike, it's, uh, it's, 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 you know, it, I, I, th- I think when when buyers go to the to the listing agent, uh, the the mindset that I hear from them is that they think that because the listing agent's representing both sides. They're, the listing agent's only going to, going to get half the commission, uh-huh. and therefore the buyer should be able to negotiate that, say two and a half, three percent down on the price. But that's not the case. Right. The the listing agent, if they're representing both sides, they get both ends of the commission. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and or whatever they whatever they negotiated whatever with they, with yeah. with the seller, yeah. and then that and that stays with it. But but again, yeah, like it's it's always good to have proper representation. Mm-hmm. Um, we like if we're representing a, a buyer. And we see a house for sale. We will do an evaluation on that house, saying, you know, we want to know, we want to know, did that agent is my number coming up to the same as that agent that right. listed that house? And um, but I mean, if it, it it could be ours, our number could be lower than that one, and you know, and that one, and then but people don't know that, right? Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. coming from out of town. Uh, look, come to Hamilton, and they see our prices are great, and they yeah. go, "Wow, this is cheap." Yeah, yeah it's cheap yeah. in Toronto, but not <laughs> cheap here. You know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're dealing with the listing agent and you don't sign a buyer agency agreement, that listing agent has a fiduciary duty to tell the seller everything you say. Hmm. So, yeah. and this happened. This happened to me. The first house I or the second house I bought, it was, it was in Nova Scotia, and, and in the in the eighties. And I called the listing agent. He showed me the house. We loved it as soon as we, you know, drove down the drive. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going we're gonna to buy it. Yeah, yeah. I think they were asking a hundred and, or no, they were asking ni- ninety eight thousand for it. And we said we would do an offer. We go back. We do an offer. And he goes, "What do you want to offer?" I said, "Well, offer offer ninety, but we'll pay full price for it. But but see if you can get us a couple of dollars off. Mm-hmm. You know, we we'd like to end up at ninety four. Sure." And the counter offer came back at ninety eight thousand. He said she's not selling for a penny less. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, oh okay. <laughs> so after he went to real estate school, <laughs> then after he went to real estate school, I went. He realized, oh, oh that's when the light bulb went off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah, he now, was working for her. Have you guys <laughs> been put in that position where they want to deal with you and, and, and we, you're getting we, it from both sides? We, we do. We we um, like so if if the agent on our team or myself listed the property, we'll send it to somebody else on the team. Okay. One of the buyer agents. One of the yeah, buyer yeah. agents to deal with it. So yeah. that it's not a direct. Uh, yeah. There's uh, no conflict there. Yeah. And, and that's the great thing about dealing with a team that you've got people that we can assign to say, listen, um, you know, and sometimes the deal doesn't come together. Right. You know what I mean? Because the agent that is on our team representing the buyer and the agent that's representing the seller, 
the, the numbers so far apart, mm. and so that we know we're doing a good job. So we want to tell them, listen, yeah. uh, it just uh, it just makes things easier because and and uh, and more lawsuits do happen because of the multiple, multiple representation. Oh, yeah. I believe it. absolutely. Yeah, yeah it works well. It works very well with the team. That that uh, I'm a listing agent. I, I deal with sellers. If mm-hmm. I get a buyer. We send it to one of one of the buyer agents, and, and the great thing about that is that buyer agent does not know the motivation of the seller. Right, right. only and I. And that's know, huge. Only I know the motivation. Yeah. yeah. So Mike yeah. only Mike is, is only lists on my team. He doesn't deal with any buyers. Right. And uh, so we have somebody else that deals with that, and it yeah. makes it makes things a lot easier because um, you know, like when you like individual agents out there, they got they have the listing and they put it on the market. People call them. I mean, he. Like I mean, he's only gonna. He wants to sell that house. There's no doubt about it. We mm-hmm. do too, but there's sometimes there's things there that need to be mentioned that yeah. uh, may not be mentioned. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. that's a good point. One more segment when we come back. It's going to deal with inclusions and exclusions. We'll get to that here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Let's go around here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Mike McNeil is our special guest in studio today, sales representative with the Golfie team. RobGolfie.com is the website. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. You can find Rob Golfie all over Facebook. Call him today at 905-575-7700. We have a few minutes to talk about uh, Jose's email. Jose from Burlington asks, inclusions Exclusions. Should I include the appliances? Well, everybody's kind of expecting it. Um, yeah. I, I I remember getting into this business. Um, a lot of people uh, would take their appliances with them, but now it's kind of like people kind of leave it, and then because they know when they buy the house that they're moving to, they're going to get those appliances. Right. Um, it just. I, I mean, think- it's. What do you think, Mike? I don't in the listing in the listing agreements now. I don't put appliances in. I just leave them as as a negotiating tool. Okay. So if the buyer comes in and they want them, the the listing or the buying agent will point out what they're not in the listing. Well, we want to ask for them, mm-hmm. so it becomes part of the negotiating process. Right. Yeah. yeah. Nine yeah. out of ten times, uh, or ninety nine percent of the time, they um, the buyer always asks for the washer and yeah. dryer. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, sorry, the the appliances. Yeah. And uh, and sometimes we leave it out of the listing uh, information sheet. Just you know, we just say, oh well, we'll throw this in, even though the the homeowners we're going to leave it in anyway. But right. We'll throw the you know the appliances in, but give us our price. Yeah. Um, well, tell them the story, Mike, about the one that uh, the agents. Well, I, just, I, I, just, <laughs> so, I just you know the house just firmed up, and I got the notice of fulfillment that they were buying the house. They mm-hmm. removed their condition of uh, of home inspection. Everything's great. And the agent called me the next day and said, Micah. I've got a little bit of a problem. Can you help me out? And I said, what's that? He goes, well, the buyer thought the appliances were included. And I said, well, how, 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 how did they think they were included? They're mm-hmm. not built in and they're not, and they're not on the listing. He goes, well, I don't know. <laughs> he just so, assumed. He didn't wow, read the listing. He didn't read the listing. He didn't read the listing. He just assumed they were going to be left. I don't know why, as an agent, you would assume anything yeah, because, yeah. I mean, you, you read the listing for – we have the listing for a reason. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's what's staying, what's going, what's yeah, included, yeah, all the information yeah. about the house. You know, and the and the you know the sellers graciously agreed to leave the fridge, fridge and stove, and but then the you know called the agent, told them that, and then he called back and said, 
well, they want the washer dryer. And I said, well, no, you know, I, I've already spoken to the seller and they don't mm-hmm. want to leave the washer dryer. Otherwise, <laughs> we would have left it. Right. And he goes, well, we don't want anything then. It's like, what, wow. <laughs> what again, kind of conversation again, is that? I, know. I, I don't know what the conversation between that agent and the buyer was regarding this whole, yeah. this, uh, this whole issue. Wow. But you know, I'm pretty sure the agent's going to be buying a washer dryer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, again, the washer and dryer. Yeah. It's always an issue. It's, it's, it's that one item. Deal. What changed over time that people expected those appliances to be there? Was there one defining moment or was it just kind of a gradual? It's the millennials. <laughs> yeah, it's the millennials, yeah. yeah. It's, the, yeah, it's for, the 25 to 35-year-old uh, I, people. I, I think I, I think when the when the interest rates came down and now their money's cheap, mm-hmm. I, you have more first-time buyers. First-time buyers don't have that much money in the bank. Don't right, have, right. You know, because closing costs are huge. Yeah, yeah. And they don't have another – appliances are expensive now. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't have another $7,000 to shell out on appliances, so they want them. Right. So they want them when they buy the house. Mm-hmm. So, you, know, you know, typically in, in the 80s, 90s, people, you know, they, you know, they didn't care. They were either left or they were going. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Easier on people moving. They don't have to haul all that That's stuff right. out. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. The, and the movers hate moving appliances. Yeah. yeah. They hate because yeah. the walls are going to get dinged. Exactly. Yeah. They're going to break the fridge, and then they have to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, guys, that's a wrap. Thank you uh, for coming in. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. You too. Thank you. Thanks right. for listening. You Thanks have been listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show. We are back next Saturday at 9, right here on AM 900 CHML.